0: Woman's suffrage from Anarchism and Other Essays by Emma Goldman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Woman's suffrage. We boast of the age of advancement of science and progress. Is it not strange then that we still believe in fetish worship? True, our fetishes have different form and substance, yet in their power over the human mind they are still as disastrous as were those of old our modern fetish is universal suffrage those who have not yet achieved that goal fight bloody revolutions to obtain it and those who have enjoyed its reign bring heavy sacrifice to the altar of this omnipotent deity woe to the heretic who dare question that divinity woman even more than man is a fetish worshipper and though her idols may change she is ever on her knees ever holding up her hands ever blind to the fact that her god has feet of clay thus woman has been the greatest supporter of all deities from time immemorial thus too she has had to pay the price that only gods can exact her freedom her heart's blood her very life nietzsche's memorable maxim when you go to woman take the whip along is considered very brutal yet nietzsche expressed in one sentence the attitude of woman towards her gods religion especially the christian religion has condemned woman to the life of an inferior a slave it has thwarted her nature and fettered her soul yet the christian religion has no greater supporter none more devout than woman indeed it is safe to say that religion would have long ceased to be a factor in the lives of the people if it were not for the support it receives from woman the most ardent church-workers the most tireless missionaries the world over are women always sacrificing on the altar of the gods that have chained her spirit and enslaved her body the insatiable monster of war robs woman of all that is dear and precious to her it exacts her brothers lovers sons and in return gives her a life of loneliness and despair yet the greatest supporter and worshipper of war is woman she it is who instills the love of conquest and power into her children she it is who whispers the glories of war into the ears of her little ones and who rocks her baby to sleep with the tunes of trumpets and the noise of guns it is woman too who crowns the victor on his return from the battlefield yes it is woman who pays the highest price to that insatiable monster war then there is the home what a terrible fetish it is how it saps the very life-energy of woman this modern prison with golden bars its shining aspect blinds woman to the price she would have to pay as wife mother and housekeeper yet woman clings tenaciously to the home to the power that holds her in bondage it may be said that because woman recognizes the awful tolls she is made to pay to the church state and the home she wants suffrage to set herself free that may be true of the few the majority of suffragists repudiate utterly such blasphemy on the contrary they insist always that it is woman's suffrage which will make her a better christian and homekeeper a staunch citizen of the state thus suffrage is only a means of strengthening the omnipotence of the very gods that woman has served from time immemorial what wonder then that she should be just as devout just as zealous just as prostrate before the new idol woman's suffrage as of old she endures persecution imprisonment torture and all forms of condemnation with a smile on her face as of old the most enlightened even hope for a miracle from the twentieth century deity suffrage life happiness joy freedom independence all that and more is to spring from suffrage in her blind devotion woman does not see what people of intellect perceived fifty years ago that suffrage is an evil that it has only helped to enslave people, that it has but closed their eyes that they may not see how craftily they were made to submit. Woman's demand for equal suffrage is based largely on the contention that woman must have the equal right in all affairs of society. No one could possibly refute that if suffrage were a right. Alas, for the ignorance of the human mind which can see a right in an imposition. Or is it not the most brutal imposition for one set of people to make laws that another set is coerced by force to obey yet woman clamours for that golden opportunity that has wrought so much misery in the world and robbed man of his integrity and self-reliance an imposition which has thoroughly corrupted the people and made them absolute prey in the hands of unscrupulous politicians the poor stupid free american citizen free to starve free to tramp the highways of this great country he enjoys universal suffrage and by that right he has forged chains about his limbs the reward that he receives is stringent labour laws prohibiting the right of boycott of picketing in fact of everything except the right to be robbed of the fruits of his labour yet all these disastrous results of the twentieth century fetish have taught woman nothing but then woman will purify politics we are assured needless to say i am not opposed to woman suffrage on the conventional ground that she is not equal to it i see neither physical psychological nor mental reasons why woman should not have the equal right to vote with man but that cannot possibly blind me to the absurd notion that woman will accomplish that wherein man has failed if she would not make things worse she certainly could not make them better to assume, therefore, that she would succeed in purifying something which is not susceptible of purification is to credit her with supernatural powers. Since woman's greatest misfortune has been that she was looked upon as either angel or devil, her true salvation lies as being placed on earth, namely, in being considered human and therefore subject to all human follies and mistakes. Are we, then, to believe that two errors will make a right? are we to assume that the poison already inherent in politics will be decreased if women were to enter the political arena the most ardent suffragists would hardly maintain such a folly as a matter of fact the most advanced students of universal suffrage have come to realize that all existing systems of political power are absurd and are completely inadequate to meet the pressing issues of life this view is also borne out by a statement of one who is herself an ardent believer in woman suffrage dr helen l sumner in her able work on equal suffrage she says in colorado we find that equal suffrage serves to show in the most striking way the essential rottenness and degrading character of the existing system of course dr sumner has in mind a particular system of voting but the same applies with equal force to the entire machinery of the representative system with such a basis it is difficult to understand how woman as a political factor would benefit either herself or the rest of mankind but say our suffrage devotees look at the countries and states where female suffrage exists see what woman has accomplished in australia new zealand finland the scandinavian countries and in our own four states idaho colorado wyoming and utah distance lends enchantment or to quote a polish formula it is well where we are not thus one would assume that those countries and states are unlike other countries or states that they have greater freedom greater social and economic equality a finer appreciation of human life deeper understanding of the great social struggle with all the vital questions it involves for the human race the women of australia and new zealand can vote and help make the laws are the labour conditions better there than they are in england where the suffragettes are making such a heroic struggle does there exist a greater motherhood happier and freer children than in england is woman there no longer considered a mere sex commodity has she emancipated herself from the puritanical double standard of morality for men and women certainly none but the ordinary female stump politician will dare answer these questions in the affirmative if that be so it seems ridiculous to point to australia and new zealand as the mecca of equal suffrage accomplishments on the other hand it is a fact to those who know the real political conditions in australia that politics have gagged labour by enacting the most stringent labour laws making strikes without the sanction of an arbitration committee a crime equal to treason not for a moment do i mean to imply that woman's suffrage is responsible for this state of affairs i do mean however that there is no reason to point to australia as a wonder-worker of woman's accomplishment since her influence has been unable to free labour from the thraldom of political bossism finland has given woman equal suffrage nay even the right to sit in parliament has that helped to develop a greater heroism an intenser zeal than that of the women of russia finland like russia smarts under the terrible whip of the bloody czar where are the finnish perovskayas Spiridonovas, figners Breshkovskayas? where are the countless numbers of finnish young girls who cheerfully go to siberia for their cause finland is sadly in need of heroic liberators why has the ballot not created them the only finnish avenger of his people was a man not a woman and he used a more effective weapon than the ballot as to our own states where women vote and which are constantly being pointed out as examples of marvels what has been accomplished there through the ballot that women do not to a large extent enjoy in other states or that they could not achieve through energetic efforts without the ballot true in the suffrage states women are guaranteed equal rights to property but of what avail is that right to the mass of women without property the thousands of wage-workers who live from hand to mouth that equal suffrage did not and cannot affect their condition is admitted even by dr sumner who certainly is in a position to know as an ardent suffragist and having been sent to colorado by the collegiate equal suffrage league of new york state to collect material in favour of suffrage she would be the last to say anything derogatory yet we are informed that equal suffrage has but slightly affected the economic conditions of women that women do not receive equal pay for equal work and that though woman in colorado has enjoyed school suffrage since eighteen seventy six women teachers are paid less than in california on the other hand miss sumner fails to account for the fact that although women have had school suffrage for thirty-four years and equal suffrage since eighteen ninety four the census in denver alone a few months ago disclosed the fact of fifteen thousand defective school children and that too with mostly women in the educational department and also notwithstanding that women in colorado have passed the most stringent laws for child and animal protection the women of colorado have taken great interest in the state institutions for the care of dependent defective and delinquent children what a horrible indictment against woman's care and interest if one city has fifteen thousand defective children what about the glory of woman's suffrage since it has failed utterly in the most important social issue the child and where is the superior sense of justice that woman was to bring into the political field where was it in 1903 when the mine owners waged a guerrilla war against the western miners union when general bell established a reign of terror pulling men out of beds at night kidnapping them across the border line throwing them into bullpens declaring to hell with the constitution the club is the constitution where were the women politicians then and why did they not exercise the power of their vote but they did they helped to defeat the most fair-minded and liberal man, Governor Waite. The latter had to make way for the tool of the mine kings, Governor Peabody, the enemy of labor, the czar of Colorado. Certainly male suffrage could have done nothing worse. Granted. Wherein, then, are the advantages to woman and society from woman's suffrage? The oft-repeated assertion that woman will purify politics is also but a myth it is not borne out by the people who know the political conditions of idaho colorado wyoming and utah woman essentially a purist is naturally bigoted and relentless in her effort to make others as good as she thinks they ought to be thus in idaho she has disfranchised her sister of the street and declared all women of lewd character unfit to vote lewd not being interpreted of course as prostitution in marriage it goes without saying that illegal prostitution and gambling have been prohibited in this regard the law must needs be of feminine nature it always prohibits therein all laws are wonderful they go no further but their very tendencies open all the floodgates of hell prostitution and gambling have never done a more flourishing business than since the law has been set against them in colorado the puritanism of woman has expressed itself in a more drastic form men of notoriously unclean lives and men connected with saloons have been dropped from politics since women have the vote could brother comstock do more could all the puritan fathers have done more i wonder how many women realize the gravity of this would-be feat i wonder if they understand that it is the very thing which instead of elevating woman has made her a political spy a contemptible pry into the private affairs of people not so much for the good of the cause but because as a colorado woman said they like to get into houses they have never been in and find out all they can politically and otherwise yes and into the human soul and its minutest nooks and corners for nothing satisfies the craving of most women so much as scandal and when did she ever enjoy such opportunities as are hers the politician's notoriously unclean lives and men connected with the saloons certainly the lady vote-gatherers cannot be accused of much sense of proportion granting even that these busybodies can decide whose lives are clean enough for that eminently clean atmosphere politics must it follow that saloon-keepers belong to the same category unless it be american hypocrisy and bigotry so manifest in the principle of prohibition which sanctions the spread of drunkenness among men and women of the rich class yet keeps vigilant watch on the only place left to the poor man if no other reason woman's narrow and purest attitude toward life makes her a greater danger to liberty wherever she has political power man has long overcome the superstitions that still engulf women in the economic competitive field man has been compelled to exercise efficiency judgment ability competency he therefore had neither time nor inclination to measure everyone's morality with a puritanic yardstick in his political activities too he has not gone about blindfolded he knows that quantity and not quality is the material for the political grinding mill and unless he is a sentimental reformer or an old fossil he knows that politics can never be anything but a swamp women who are at all conversant with the process of politics know the nature of the beast but in their self-sufficiency and egotism they make themselves believe that they have but to pet the beast and he will become as gentle as a lamb sweet and pure as if women have not sold their votes as if women politicians cannot be bought if her body can be bought in return for material consideration why not her vote that it is being done in colorado and in other states is not denied even by those in favor of woman suffrage. As I have said before, woman's narrow view of human affairs is not the only argument against her as a politician superior to man. There are others. Her lifelong economic parasitism has utterly blurred her conception of the meaning of equality. She clamors for equal rights with men, yet we learn that few women care to canvass in undesirable districts how little equality means to them compared with the russian women who face hell itself for their ideal woman demands the same rights as man yet she is indignant that her presence does not strike him dead he smokes keeps his hat on and does not jump from his seat like a flunkey these may be trivial things but they are nevertheless the key to the nature of american suffragists to be sure their english sisters have outgrown these silly notions they have shown themselves equal to the greatest demands on their character and power of endurance all honour to the heroism and sturdiness of the english suffragettes thanks to their energetic aggressive methods they have proved an inspiration to some of our own lifeless and spineless ladies but after all the suffragettes too are still lacking in appreciation of real equality else how is one to account for the tremendous truly gigantic effort set in motion by those valiant fighters for a wretched little bill which will benefit a handful of propertied ladies with absolutely no provision for the vast mass of working-women true as politicians they must be opportunists must take half-measures if they cannot get all but as intelligent and liberal women they ought to realize that if the ballot is a weapon the disinherited need it more than the economically superior class and that the latter already enjoy too much power by virtue of their economic superiority the brilliant leader of the english suffragettes mrs emmeline pankhurst herself admitted when on her american lecture tour that there can be no equality between political superiors and inferiors if so how will the working-woman of england already inferior economically to the ladies who are benefited by the shackleton bill be able to work with their political superiors should the bill pass is it not probable that the class of annie keeney so full of zeal devotion and martyrdom will be compelled to carry on their backs their female political bosses even as they are carrying their economic masters they would still have to do it were universal suffrage for men and women established in england no matter what the workers do they are made to pay always still those who believe in the power of the vote show little sense of justice when they concern themselves not at all with those whom as they claim it might serve most the american suffrage movement has been until very recently altogether a parlor affair absolutely detached from the economic needs of the people thus susan b anthony no doubt an exceptional type of woman was not only indifferent but antagonistic to labour nor did she hesitate to manifest her antagonism when in eighteen sixty nine she advised women to take the places of striking printers in new york i do not know whether her attitude had changed before her death there are of course some suffragists who are affiliated with working women the women's trade union league for instance but they are a small minority and their activities are essentially economic the rest look upon toil as a just provision of providence what would become of the rich if not for the poor what would become of these idle parasitic ladies who squander more in a week than their victims earn in a year if not for the eighty million wage workers equality whoever heard of such a thing few countries have produced such arrogance and snobbishness as america particularly this is true of the american woman of the middle class she not only considers herself the equal of man but his superior especially in her purity goodness and morality small wonder that the american suffragist claims for her vote the most miraculous powers in her exalted conceit she does not see how truly enslaved she is not so much by man as by her own silly notions and traditions suffrage cannot ameliorate that sad fact it can only accentuate it as indeed it does one of the great american women leaders claims that woman is entitled not only to equal pay but that she ought to be legally entitled even to the pay of her husband failing to support her he should be put in convict stripes and his earnings in prison be collected by his equal wife does not another brilliant exponent of the cause claim for woman that her vote will abolish the social evil which has been fought in vain by the collective efforts of the most illustrious minds the world over it is indeed to be regretted that the alleged creator of the universe has already presented us with his wonderful scheme of things else woman suffrage would surely enable woman to outdo him completely nothing is so dangerous as the dissection of a fetish if we have outlived the time when such heresy was punishable at the stake we have not outlived the narrow spirit of condemnation of those who dare differ with accepted notions therefore i shall probably be put down as an opponent of woman but that cannot deter me from looking the question squarely in the face i repeat what i have said in the beginning i do not believe that woman will make politics worse nor can i believe that she could make it better if then she cannot improve on man's mistakes why perpetuate the latter history may be a compilation of lies nevertheless it contains a few truths and they are the only guide we have for the future the history of the political activities of men proves that they have given him absolutely nothing that he could not have achieved in a more direct less costly and more lasting manner as a matter of fact every inch of ground he has gained has been through a constant fight a ceaseless struggle for self-assertion and not through suffrage there is no reason whatever to assume that woman in her climb to emancipation has been or will be helped by the ballot in the darkest of all countries russia with her absolute despotism woman has become man's equal not through the ballot but by her will to be and to do not only has she conquered for herself every avenue of learning and vocation but she has one man's esteem his respect his comradeship ay even more than that she has gained the admiration the respect of the whole world that too not through suffrage but by her wonderful heroism her fortitude her ability will-power and her endurance in the struggle for liberty where are the women in any suffrage country or state that can lay claim to such a victory when we consider the accomplishments of woman in america we find also that something deeper and more powerful than suffrage has helped her in the march to emancipation it is just sixty-two years ago since a handful of women at the seneca falls convention set forth a few demands for their right to equal education with men and access to the various professions trades etc what wonderful accomplishment what wonderful triumphs who but the most ignorant dare speak of woman as a mere domestic drudge who dare suggest that this or that profession should not be open to her for over sixty years she has moulded a new atmosphere and a new life for herself she has become a world-power in every domain of human thought and activity and all that without suffrage without the right to make laws without the privilege of becoming a judge a jailer or an executioner yes i may be considered an enemy of woman but if i can help her see the light i shall not complain The misfortune of woman is not that she is unable to do the work of man but that she is wasting her life forced to outdo him with a tradition of centuries which has left her physically incapable of keeping pace with him oh i know some have succeeded but at what cost at what terrific cost the import is not the kind of work woman does but rather the quality of the work she furnishes she can give suffrage or the ballot no new quality nor can she receive anything from it that will enhance her own quality her development her freedom her independence must come from and through herself first by asserting herself as a personality and not as a sex commodity second by refusing the right to anyone over her body by refusing to bear children unless she wants them by refusing to be a servant to god the state society the husband the family etc by making her life simpler but deeper and richer that is by trying to learn the meaning and substance of life in all its complexities by freeing herself from the fear of public opinion and public condemnation only that and not the ballot will set woman free will make her a force hitherto unknown in the world a force for real love for peace for harmony a force of divine fire of life-giving A creator of free men and women. End of Woman Suffrage, recording by expatriate in Bangor, Maine.